0: You haven't lived until you've heard the show Americans are talking about. The show that launches its listeners to the height of humanity. The audio hour that travels the landscape of adventure. The sound that comforts more than the clip of your first bolt. (sighs) It's the Ogden Outdoor Adventure Show! Outdoor adventure Summits the Airways. It's the Ogden Outdoor Adventure Show. I'm your host, Brandon Long. I'm belay with you for the next hour. In studio with us today is Gear Junkie James. How you doing, Gear Junkie? Oh, his mic's like halfway across the planet there. <laughs> I'm doing all right. Thank you. Good. And uh, on the line with us from... Vegas. Uh, I'm from Vegas, from Vegas. <laughs> no longer sunny Southern California is no. Those days are done. Yes, I am now in Vegas.
1: Well, I'm in Vegas for a couple of days.
0: <laughs> okay, sweeters, um, what's going on in Vegas land?
1: Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's gorgeous down here. It's just gorgeous. Yeah, no, all is well. Parents are well. The weather is beautiful. Going to an amazing concert tonight. That's why I'm sticking around for another day.
0: So. Oh, good. Who's that? Are you going to see?
1: Uh, I'm going to uh, the Pearl. At the Palms, which I've never been to, uh, to see, oh, you're going to be jealous, uh, Glenn Hansard and Eddie Vedder.
0: Oh, jeez, are you kidding me? Nope. Well, okay, well, we'll move on. On to the
1: next, sorry.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. Take some, like, camera video or something. I don't know. (laughs) I'll I'll do what I can, yeah. Sweet, dude. Well, for news, this week we have the Goal Foundation has added runners to the Ogden Marathon. Uh, hikers find a missing Mill Creek man's body. Uh, and then lost, some lost hikers were found in Davis County. And then we have we have lots of hiker stories. And then there was another hiker that was attacked by bees who fell to his death. We have uh, waves for water. So surfers helping out in the recent storm, the super storm back east. Um, skiing for Halloween. The North Face Park and Pipe Open Series schedule. Olympics tug of war. Which sounds interesting. We'll go over some events for Gear 30. We have Oakley and Zeal GPS goggles. Wild County, uh, excuse me, Wild Country Recall. Black Diamond has moved operations in-house for ski manufacturing. Not as good as it sounds. Timbuktu, uh, a brand many of many of us like. Uh, Woolrich, long-time outdoor brand. Woolrich. they partnered and they're going to uh, make. Some stuff that's uh, a line that's made in America. So we'll chat about that. Also, ride... messenger bag. Messenger bag made in America, I think, yeah. Uh, Ride snowboards are racking up awards. And then uh, there's a new book out, Run Simple. And I Run Far did a little breakdown of the book. So we'll chat about that for the skills session. And finally, My Land's Black Diamond is getting involved in Utah Ski Link. And we'll tell you how, why... All that good stuff. On this episode, it's episode 114, the day after. So let's charge. He summits with the agility of a mountain goat, flashes routes faster than UPS, is more intimate in the mountains than Jake Gyllenhaal. He's Todd to the top. I don't have any uh, Eddie Vedder right offhand, Todd. Oh, this is
1: all But
0: yeah, yeah Mumford. A little Mumford and Sons. You can't go... Yeah, when are you coming home? Uh, within a couple days, I think. couple days, I okay. To I'll be... be in studio next week. Nice. Good. Look forward to having you back in studio in O-Town. Thank
1: you. Me too. Uh,
0: and then, you know, we don't have to do the whole call-in thing.
1: It's going to be weird. Maybe I should still do the show on my phone in
0: studio. You should call. Actually, yeah. You should um, sit outside <laughs> the studio, just like in the couches, across this, the hall from the bowling alley, and just call in. Like, the weather is great here heavy. in sunny bowling alley lane. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, Go um, Foundation did a little different this year for the Ogden Marathon. And, I mean, it's just growing exponentially. So... Tuesday, they announced that they increased the 2013 Zions Bank Ogden Marathon field by 500 runners and 1,000 runners for the half marathon because of the participation demand and the overwhelming success of the lottery system. This is the first year of the lottery system, and uh, it was huge, so they expanded it so we have a better chance to get in. So the Gold Foundation introduced a lottery system for 2013 race following the review of the lottery Numbers combined with historical data, Goal now has a full scope and understanding of the current race demand. They responded by increasing the runner field. The full marathon will increase to 3,500 runners. To give you an idea, when I ran San Diego Marathon, it was something like 20,000 runners. (laughs) And Ogden's is wildly successful at 3,500. So... And then the half marathon will expand to 4500 Yeah, San Diego, the start line, you couldn't see the end of the people standing at the start line. It was insane. That was the rock and roll marathon there. That was pretty fun, actually. Did I hear, too, that they're still doing the New York marathon this weekend? Yeah, that's what I heard. And then if you um, see, like, sharks, you just are told to avoid them. (laughs) I I don't know. Have a
1: stick. Carry a stick. (laughs) <laughs>
2: Maybe it'll be a triathlon with a swimming portion
1: Oh, very clever That, that
2: was
0: James, <laughs> I know, but you know what's bad about the swimming portion? Or the rats, I've heard, are like floating around town That's heard- incentive to keep running Yeah
2: There's probably alligators, too Because <laughs> they live in the sewers there
0: Oh, yeah
1: Oh my gosh,
0: that'd be great! Obstacle—it's—it's it's, its like a mutter now. <laughs> yeah. A Spartan race—that's what it is. Yeah, a exactly. True
1: Spartan race,
0: <laughs> the yeah. New York Spartan race. So, uh, one week after going missing, and three days after volunteer searcher or searches were suspended, the body of Fritz Helland was located Wednesday by hikers. Doesn't sound good. Okay. Um, in Neffs Canyon. Salt Lake County Sheriff Jim Winder said the body was found approximately 1.5 miles from the mouth of the canyon in a creek bed. Police believe the 80-year-old, Helen, died after sustaining a fall on some steep terrain. Helen was last heard from on October 24th when he called his daughter and said he was on his way home from his walk with his dog. The man was known to walk his dog near the canyon and after he failed to return home, more than 1,800 volunteers, that's a lot of volunteers from the neighborhood assisted authorities in searching the area over the weekend. The family wanted me to relay specifically to the citizens of this community just how much they appreciated the incredible efforts over the last several days, Winder said. They are, of course, very grateful for the closure. We have mixed emotions. So this is even, this is. I mean, it's so sad that this 80-year-old fell and died and was found in the creek bed. I mean, it was, you know, uh, the weather is, is, was a little warmer, but still cold. Um, Actually, if this was on the 24th, it's pretty cold that week. Winter said the body of Helen's dog, however, was also discovered nearby. So the dog didn't make it. Uh, Said it appeared that Helen and the animal had both fallen from an incline off of the canyon trail and died together as a result of their injuries. (laughs) I know. It's a terrible story. I tell you what, though. A lot of people just think hiking is no big. You got to pay attention when you're hiking. You got to take emergency supplies, your 10 essentials with you on just an an easy day hike because you never know what's going to happen. For instance, some lost hikers were found in Davis County. You think, how do you get lost in Davis County? Well, it happens. Three boys agreed they would plan to pack more food and water the next time they go hiking just in case. They need to spend an extra night in the wilderness because Max Klinger is only 10, and his cousins, Sam Bradford, another 10-year-old, and then ja- Jasper Bradford, which uh, it's his brother, he's seven, uh, they were flown by uh, AirMed from Ricks Canyon in Farmington to Davis County Justice Center where their mothers greeted him. They left Monday to go on an overnight hike with their dad, Peter Bradford. He's 36 years old. He's father, Sam, and Jasper, and then uh, he's the uncle to Max. So he's going to go on an overnight hike. They were experienced hikers. They do a lot of this, but they got a little bit lost and and uh, they, they spent an extra night out, out in the wilderness. And so they had to call in the, uh, the helicopter. The helicopter landed and flew the boys into the justice center where the paramedics checked the boys' conditions. Uh, they were pretty... They weren't really that scared because when they got back, they told their mom that it was exciting. (laughs) They are 10-year-old and 11-year-old boys, so I don't really think they felt like they were uh, any major, uh, they were threatened in any major way. However, the older boys said they zipped two sleeping bags together, and all three of the boys slept in the same big sleeping bag to try and conserve heat because I don't think they were planning on spending uh, that much time in the wilderness, so. They were out of food, they were out of water, but they're okay. And they were with the dad, though? They were, they were with the dad, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, this one, this is your next horrible. Well, uh, may I going.
2: interject very
0: quickly? Oh, please do.
2: Um, I I think I've said this before on this show, but uh, since Utah is such a, a great place to uh, get lost in and has such tricky terrain.
0: Are you, are you saying just go with it?
2: Just, well, yes, just go with it. Learn to survive. There's a lot of Bear Grylls wannabes <laughs> out there. But uh, I think more importantly, hike downhill and you'll find a city and you'll be in cell phone range to call your your friends to pick you up.
0: That's, unless you're in a slot canyon.
2: That's true. On the Wasatch Front, so yeah, that on makes the Wasatch sense. Front. Hike, downhill. hike downhill. Hike downhill. There you will find people and dog chow that you can eat. <laughs> Not the people.
0: Good advice. Good advice coming from a long time Ogden Outdoor Adventurer, James,
2: James Providence. Hike down. Hike down.
0: Okay, so what is another way you could die hiking? Oh, bee I attack. I think we could
1: probably
0: come up with a few. Yeah. This one, bee attack. Uh, a late after- I haven't thought of that one. Yeah, right. A late afternoon hike. To- hey, didn't. Was it Macaulay Culkin, or was it Leonardo DiCaprio who died from a bee, bee attack in a f- film? Oh, I was going to say, no, they're Macaulay both alive, Coulton. man. Uh, my girl. That's wh- my girl. Was it Macaulay? Yeah. Yeah. character. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, it really happened. Well, kind of. Uh, a late afternoon hike turned tragic Monday when a hiker was attacked by a swarm of bees and fell to his death off Camelback Mountain in Phoenix. It
1: wasn't the bees.
0: No, it was the fall. It was the fall that killed him. The, the bees be- were the catalyst. Yes. The man was with two other men on the trail uh, between Echo Canyon and Icebox Canyon. It's like, it's like these places could be anywhere. So <laughs> generic. Those, uh, yeah, they're in Phoenix. Uh, we're outside of Phoenix. Bees began attacking the hikers at about 3.45 p.m. and the man plunged 150 feet to his death, McDonald said. The other two men took shelter in a canyon from the bees. The survivors were airlifted to the mountain after each suffered more than 300 bee stings. Wow. Both men were taken to the hospital in serious but stable condition and are expected to fully recover. Uh, the authorities did not release the names and or ages of the hikers. McDonald said that one of the rescues rescuers and another hiker suffered bee stings. What, what did they do to these bees? Must have been Africanized bees. Man. I mean... They sound really aggressive. Yeah, the police department's investigating the incident and plans to release more information as if it was a setup, like a bee setup. Or Ooh, bump, up, bump. Other hikers in the Phoenix area have been injured in bee attacks. One man was attacked in 2008 on a on South Mountain after he went off trail. He'd never go off trail. Officials said at the time, another was stung in t- 2010 on Camelback Mountain. Both survived. Well, how many? How many do they? Bee sting singular attacks. See,
2: maybe if, if you're ever hiking in Camelback Mountain, instead of taking bear spray, you take, like, bee Some wasp, wasp hornet spray. spray yeah. yeah,
0: That stuff works, man. Oh, yeah. You can it spray it great. from, like, a mile away. Especially if so they were allergic to the bees. That'll
1: kill you. Like, one sting. Oh, yeah. Unless you got the pin, like, the happen.
2: Epinephrine. E- epinephrine. Yeah, but you still need a lot more.
0: You know... Uh, you would have to be really scared to just, like, go run off a cliff. Try, you're trying to escape the bees, and it's like... Unless you're right
2: next to a cliff face, and you're swatting, and you start twirling and twirling, and then off you go.
0: Yeah. I'm just... You'd have to be pretty scared. Yeah, scary. Yeah. Freaky. So there was apparently a big storm, that which you've uh, wittingly you know, referred to as they've changed the marathon to now the, the new Iron Man or whatever. The, <laughs> the new who you are. The Frankenstein. The Frankenstorm, Yeah. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of damage. And uh, there's a group that's a surfing group. And it's Waves for Water. And they are helping in restoring after the Hurricane Sandy. They have a relief initiative. So uh, surfers are being called to action to mobilize. This is out of Transworld Business. For a post-hurricane Sandy relief effort being... Being organized by Waves for Water. It's a nonprofit organization created by humanitarian and former professional surfer John Rose. Rose-y? Rose? Rose? R O S E. Rose. Here's the details, and I can get involved. Basically, Google uh, wavesforwater.org. But yeah, they're helping, uh, like, the team's currently gathering intelligence from colleagues there in North Carolina and New Jersey and the coastal areas on how they can send their support and help rebuild the coastal towns there. So, nice job, Surfer Nonprofit Group, guys.
1: I wonder if those are the same crazies that were out surfing the big maverick waves, you know, like before the storm came in.
0: Yeah, probably. They want to clean it up so they can find their surfboards.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, that's probably it. it. But the storm also kind of helped. I mean, North Carolina was open for skiing on Halloween. Um, a lot of people were busy mopping up damage left behind by the Superstorm, but a pair of North Carolina ski resorts took advantage of the storm's snowfall and cold weather to offer Halloween skiing and riding. We don't even have Halloween skiing and riding in Utah. Ski North Carolina. Snowboarders... They got Yeah, they did. And, well, and they didn't even have that much. I mean... We got what four feet up at powder, and these guys got like eight inches plus, plus homemade or you know, man made snow, homemade snow, whatever. And yeah, they're like, That's open, dude. Happy Halloween. I guess it's
1: all relative.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cool. So good on them. It, it'll very soon, though. What's the countdown? Anybody know the countdown on when our local
2: here in like two weeks, I think. Really? Right, right before Thanksgiving, I think a lot of them are. If only there
0: was a program out there.
1: That told people when things like ski resorts opened. No, man, that, Darn. Is, that is desperately it's needed
2: be in sponsored Ogden. by some nonprofit that had all the <laughs> resorts information.
0: <laughs> if somebody, you know, so that's a good idea. Uh, if somebody wants to do that, let us know. We'll support you 100% on Facebook.
2: Yes. You know, I would love to see, especially if they had powder alerts for those big
0: dump days. Yes, exactly. Man, you guys are on it today. Um, the North Face Park and Pipe Open Series has announced their 2013 schedule, and they are not coming to Ogden.
1: What a setup. That was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> and they are not
0: coming through town. I know. Lame. Well, the story comes out of Salt Lake City, too. And it's it's like, Salt Lake, what, what the heck? As the are they fir- in Park City or anywhere? No. Uh, no, as the first snows of the season dust North American mountain peaks. Free skiing athletes everywhere are revving up for another winter competition season. Falling in line with the anticipation, the North Face has announced this winter's venue for the North Face Park and Pipe Open Series. They call it the PPOS, including Copper Mountain, Colorado, Whistler, Blackcomb, BC, Canada, uh, Waterville Valley, New Hampshire, and North Star California Resort. Okay,
2: here we go. I think I found the, the magical spot we were all hoping to <gasps> find. I know, right? Much anticipation. You're not
0: supposed here. to be on those kinds of websites. In the
2: uh, nobody can see me. Oh, okay, I'm all right. It's okay if I don't wear what pants. Is, what are the dates? So the first date that I found, the earliest, is from Solitude. That says they will try to open on November the 15th. And then many of these continue through December 7th. So between the 15th to the 7th is your magical window of opening. Okay. At least anticipated as of today.
0: Okay. Is powder the only mountain that does not make snow? I don't know. Okay. See, we are a wealth of information here. But that was good. Uh, so you can expect your favorite mountain to open between the dates of November fifteenth and December seventh this year.
1: It's still a little early. We'll get the info when it yep. is even
0: more relevant. We have fifteen days. That's two shows. Oh yeah. yeah We're we'll
1: yeah. do it. We'll get it.
0: A little ahead. Um Are you would you consider yourself a good tug of war player? Oh so
2: yeah, I I thought oh. I was yes. Yeah,
0: athlete, I don't know.
2: Yes, athlete. and and now that I bulked up a little bit, yes, yeah. I'm getting better. Okay. I'm getting better. Well,
0: have you ever thought about maybe going doing a sport that could potentially be in the Olympics? Absolutely. Mesh. The I would worry
1: on a professional level about actually losing an arm, like being pulled
0: out of its socket. Ooh. Hippleys, hippleys, hippleys. Can you true. imagine? Hippoly. Yeah, oh. uh, the history of tug of war it stretches way back to ancient China and Egypt. But um, I like the, the transition
1: stretches. Yeah, stretches.
0: Yeah, stretches. yeah. no pun. People, <laughs> people all across the world have been pulling the same rope in opposite directions for a really long time. So long that it was part of the program at the second ever Summer Olympics in Paris in the year 1900. That's not that long
1: ago. Bully. I'll bet they're dressed in like full suits, though. A combined, let's see,
0: a combined Sweden-Denmark team won. You can combine countries, and back then, sweet. uh, The United States withdrew because three of their pullers were scheduled to compete in the hammer throw at the same time of the tug-of-war. Who's organizing this thing? The 1900 Olympics were weird tug of war continued on as an Olympic sport through the 1920 games after the 1920 games tug of war as a legitimate sport faded out of the cultural consciousness and it re-entered after an overused metaphor and a farm like game for, for what is going on What is all this stuff television shows okay so 40 years after the Antwerp games the last time the world took tug of war seriously the tug of war international federation otherwise known as TWIF <laughs> was founded. <laughs>
1: this, this, this whole thing sounds like a store that you got on like off of the onion or something.
0: <laughs> this is, what's the magazine they read in dodgeball? Like obscure sports quarterly? <laughs> I <I'm pretty, laughs> that
1: rock, rock, paper, scissors championships <laughs> in
0: 1965. They held the... no. This is from Outside Magazine. Oh, thank you, Outside. Yeah, in 1965, they held the first ever Euro Championships in London. From 1968 to 74, there was a Euro Championship every year, and in 75, Twif held the first ever World Championships in the Netherlands. And every year since, there's been either a World Championship or a Euro Championship, with you know on, on alternating years. But there, it hasn't been in the Olympics since. So anyway, they're making another push for it.
1: Dragon is also a big mental game too, because it's a give and take and. So I don't know if you'd want like giant people or smart people on your team. I don't know how you do it.
2: professional. Or giant smart people.
1: Oh, nope. You can't have both. I'm sorry. <laughs> they exist?
2: <laughs> I'm going to get like some kind of defensive lineman or something.
1: I think so. You need a good mix probably. No, you probably want weight. wait. You probably
2: won't wait. I, I would think so. But how are we ever going to compete with like Bulgaria or something?
1: Weight classes, yeah, they'd have to be yeah.
0: weight classes. Yeah, that's like all the strongest men competitions are in Bulgaria, apparently.
2: Or, th- that's true. Or I'm just thinking another dominant force would be the, the
0: like, uh, Samoan. Oh, yeah. Oh, Samoan,
1: yeah, yeah, that's
0: yeah. 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 um, Today was the first day to reserve the yurt. Yes, it was. The outdoor program. So, yeah, if you have not had the chance, call up there right now. 801-626-6373. Reserve the yurt. It is the Bloomington Canyon Yurt right on the Idaho side of Bear Lake. Beautiful, brand-new yurt. This will be the second year in operation for this particular yurt. The fourth year or something through the Weber Outdoor Program. Something like that. Oh, no. Uh, there's mo- – there's Lots of acreage to explore and tour in the winter. You can cross country ski in, snowshoe in if you really want to. It's easier to cross country in. Snowmobile. Snowmobile. But once you're there, you can tour, ski tour, splitboard tour, and you have a pimp and yurt uh, to share the evening with friends. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Uh, sleeps up to 12. You might want to scale it down if you, you know, want a more intimate vibe there with your friends, six to eight or something. But, uh, yeah, now's the time. Call, get your weekend in at the Weber State Outdoor Program, WSUOP Yurt.
2: And you can also check date availability as it's up to date with uh, online I at weber.edu backslash outdoor. Outdoor. And find the Very yurt, nice. and you can check the calendar. And,
0: and then if you would like to get the pants scared off of you and which means uh, you probably That's a different trip
2: yeah. You mean we have to wear pants
0: <laughs> yeah. It's the Utah Snow and Avalanche You rent
1: out, the you, out the,
0: the you can
2: do whatever you want to That is
1: true Except
2: burn it down
0: The, uh, okay. the Utah 2012 Utah Snow and Avalanche Workshop It's at the Southtown Exposition Center Saturday November 3rd This Saturday And basically it's a, it's, it's a day of telling you What can go wrong in avalanches
2: and those and guys from the Utah Avalanche Center are super cool. And how
0: to prevent it. So it's $26. bucks. That is a nonprofit. You know, it's uh, org. It's $26. Bucks. Uh, starts at, uh, oh, wow. They have it at 1300 to 1830 What's $1,300? One, one, o'clock. One, one o'clock. One o'clock. One o'clock. They have a public session and they have a. So there's a Utah Winter Review. They do like. Um, they have different speakers that come in and talk about close calls in the backcountry, different avalanche videos and backcountry experiences to basically scare the pants off of you so that you know that you need to probably get your Abbey One and Abbey Two course under your belt before you head out in the backcountry. Plan on that this Saturday. Sounds cold. Also, sounds cold. It's at the that's not outdoors actually. It's at the Southtown Expo Center, I think. Uh, November 5th. Wait, it's the 6th. And uh, it's not just me that's confused. TGR was confused. So we wrapped our program, had TGR on Monday, but TGR decided to just schedule it on Tuesday. So we're going to go with Tuesday now. The film is Tuesday. We had to move locations. It's still in the Union Building at Weber State, but it's no longer in the ballroom. It's in or it's no longer in the Wildcat Theater. It's now in Ballroom A or something like that. So I'll be there. Uh, look for me. Tuesday night, TGR. It's their ski film. I don't oh, wrote the. what it's called. James, do you mind? The ski film, TGR, that we're showing at the outdoor program. I'll find it in a second. Okay. Uh, we were saying better have some sort
1: of wacky double snow meeting. <laughs> it
2: could. Something like deeper deeper.
0: <laughs> yeah that's the jones ones that's okay. not it so and then on november 8th now um mr mr likes to go to the independent sundance film festival in winter taught to the top yeah You may be familiar with the X-Dance Film Festival that happens at the same time. Well, this year, they said enough of competing with Sundance. We're moving it to November 8th through the 11th. And the X-Dance Film Festival is just that, you dance in X's. No. uh, It is. It's X. What do they call that? Extreme. Yeah. Is that what that is? It's action sports. That's what it is. It's the Action Sports Film Festival. It's been part of the Sundance atmosphere atmosphere for years, along with all the other dance festivals, like Slam Dance and No Dance and whatever dance. The lineups of skiing, rock climbing, mountain biking, surf—they're welcome diversion from the glitz and glitter of Hollywood's takeover takeover of Utah every January. But this year, X Dance has moved to November, and uh, will screen the top action sports films of the year in downtown Salt Lake City. So. More information. Uh, yeah. Um. Okay. It's a, like the, it's depot? At the, yeah, the Depot. Yeah, exactly. You're right. At the Depot. That's where it was last year. Those are yeah. great films.
1: That's awesome. a great group of people. Yeah.
2: So I've got it for you. The TGR film coming up on Tuesday, November, excuse me, Monday. November 6th or whatever.
0: Tuesday, November 6th. Tuesday, November
2: 6th. It's <laughs> called The Dream Factory.
0: The Dream fa- Where's the double entendre? There's
1: nothing. What?
2: Powder Dream. I don't I know. Don't know yeah. Dream, okay, Factory, okay. dream Factory. Dream Factory.
0: Factory. Uh, thank you, Gear Junkie. Okay, but here you go. Well, uh, one more event. November 9th is Ogden's Winter Welcome. What is that you say?
2: I like welcome. <laughs> <winter>. I'm waiting.
0: <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, the winner welcome is uh, with, with special guest speaker Spencer Eccles, and the mayor will be there as well. This is the Ogden Winter Valley Sports Foundation. That's the, it's their annual um, try and drive some, some contributions to their group. So Amherst Sports is helping produce this event. And it's just a fun-filled night with uh, giveaways and food and that kind of stuff. Uh, If you're interested, go to the Ogden Valley Winter Sports Foundation. Just Google Ogden Valley Winter Sports Foundation for Ogden's winter welcome. and help support their stuff. They are a non-profit. They are a non-profit. But the next day, because that's the 8th, but 9th is your, or, or no, sorry, the 16th. The 16th is your double entendre. It's the powder horse ski film. Choose your adventure. That's
1: the one. And
0: that sounds good. December 7th is Snow Basin's annual holiday gala. If you feel like gala-ing, go at Snow Basin. That's December 7th. December 15th through the 19th is the URA climbing trip. Get her done. Sweet. So what time is it?
1: OMG, who is that? Is that Gear Junkie James? (gasps) I heard his gear is so hot. Oh my gosh, he's so hot right now. He's so hot right now. Gear Junkie James. The James is so hot. Gear
0: Junkie James, he's a junkie junkie junkie.
2: Junkie for gear. What's up, James? Where's your gear? Nice. Let us die young or let us live forever. We don't have the power, but we never say never. Sitting in a sad pit, life is a short
0: trip. The music's for the sideman. It's the Jay Z version of Forever Young, young. For With featuring Mr. Hudson, the original singer. Ooh. Yeah, name the band. You originally sang Forever Young. Todd, you know?
1: It's song that took my time. I love this song.
0: Yeah. And then and then Jay Z comes in and does his thing. We for so
2: we can live life like a video. video. There we go. It's not
1: AlphaVille, is it? I don't know. Everybody knows
0: it, who knows it though? It's
1: a great song.
0: Yeah. I can't remember if it was alphabetical. But it wasn't
1: perfect. It just wasn't perfect. There was something missing. Even back then, I knew something was missing.
0: (laughs) It was missing a was hoping.
1: I was hoping one day, one day, they're going to take this song and they're going to improve on it. (laughs)
0: remix it, it just a
2: little bit
1: it
2: happened
1: to happens <laughs> wait 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 this is yeah did it virgin leave off the kind of race Neither space nor time so when the director yells cut i'll be fine
0: uh, i mean that is that is yeah, it you. makes you to th- it makes you think you know when the director All yells cut, cut thank you'll thank be you. fine
1: yeah it was missed before
0: yeah yeah uh we had a RAB session, get it? A RAB session this morning.
1: <laughs> oh, uh, what? nice.
0: Yeah, so uh, James, what did you learn from our RAB session earlier today?
2: RAB is outstanding. <laughs> that doesn't help. Oh. <laughs> they use only Eastern European down. And they use very high so quality 850 fill down in their product.
0: No imported goose? Or exported? Well, only...
2: Yeah, only European, only Euro down. Yeah. Where you, then? Without borders.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I always thought of geese. As, as You'd be
0: surprised. Borders. Yeah. Do you
2: know how many Canadian geese get discriminated and made fun <laughs> of here in the U.S.? It's it's shameful. <laughs> Go home, man. <laughs> how about this? <laughs> Oh, yeah. Okay. Those poor geese. They we all just want to eat our grains. <laughs> we
0: have a show to run. <laughs> Give us one ra-
1: day, one day to be in, in my coat. Thank you. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. Oh
0: man. All right. well, that's and true. They have good down.
2: They do. Yeah. Anything else? Um, they use a lot of Pertex and Event fabrics.
0: What What is Pertex and Event fabrics? Pertex is
2: a uh, material. Uh, used in the shells of garments and sleeping bags Mm -hmm. Um, that's fairly water resistant pretty breathable um, dries very fast Um, just a great lightweight uh, uh, shell fabric
0: same with event
2: Uh, event is a kind of like a waterproof uh, mm, I don't know if it's fully a membrane like, Gore-Tex is like a membrane. It's laminated between an inner and an outer uh, shell. Uh, so I don't know if event is fully a membrane. I want to say it's not, but uh, I'm not 100% So what's
0: sure. the difference between Gore-Tex Pro Shell and NeoShell, Shell, Polartec Neo Show?
2: Well, manufacturer. <laughs> a- <laughs> um,
0: B. Spelling, the spelling is different. Spelling De- different. You yep. got it. Yeah. Yep.
1: Yep.
2: Um, Neo Shell is supposedly much more breathable. Yes. Than yes. uh, Gore Tex. So
0: Gore Tex is.
2: But I would like to see it versus the active, Gore Active, which is.
0: Very true. I mean, we're, d- we're only talking Pro Shell. Um, so what I learned from Gregor's today, Gear Guru Greg, was that Gore Tex Pro Shell is not air Permeable from the outside, so the air does not penetrate from the outside. Whereas, was it the neo shell? Was air permeable, yeah, I believe just so. but like 0.01 percent, just enough, yeah, 0.01 percent, yeah. just enough to help the inside um, wick better. So that if you begin to sweat, you know, it wicks and and therefore allows uh, the idea is you do not sweat while wearing your hard shell because if you sweat. You can get hypothermia and, and think bad things can happen. You don't want to get wet inside your hard shell. And so the, the, the Gore-Tex, the one thing that was missing until they came out with active Gore, uh, potentially, is that little bit of air permeability that Neoshell, Polar Tech Neoshell offers. And uh, some people think it's maybe, it's, maybe it breathes a little too well is what he was saying. But, but I don't know. We'll in have, we'll in certain
2: situations.
0: Greg in Guru Greg was saying, you know, it's, gore- Gore-Tex is warmer if you're standing around. But if you're on the move, the breathability of the of the Neo Shell is is unbeatable. So, kind of depends on what you're going to use it for. That's true. Yeah. Anything else on RAB that you learned? I, th- I'm just picking your brain because we had a RAB session.
2: Um. Not. Not really. Um, since it's European, your sizing might be a little bit different. And your
0: zipper's on the other side.
2: That's true. You do have to get used to the zipper yep. being on the other side.
0: It's not a girl janky. Unless jacket. you wear women's clothing most <laughs> of the time. <which laughs> yeah, that's fine, true. Huh? If that's your thing, yes. you, it'll be totally natural to you.
2: Although I right. wonder if on the women's it's Opposite, swapped if it's men's.
1: Too. Men's. Ooh, yeah. mm, yeah. nice.
2: Um, that, oh, I like... They use a moldable metal like brim stiffener in their yeah, hoods. That's true. Um, which I, I noticed on my RAB Neo Shell. shell. Yeah. Um, but uh, I don't know. I, I wonder personally about the long term, the, the longevity of that. And though supposedly there's been no warranty issues, I'm curious how that Performs over five or ten years.
0: Thinking of of lasting insight, I have a question for Todd to the top, and there's a question for for our audience as well. Who's listening? Should you wash your Gore-Tex or your or your PrimaLoft or not your Prima? Well, your
1: Prima like your Loft, shells. Your, your shelf, water-proof, Should you
0: wash your shells? waterproof breathable shells? And if so, how often?
1: So. I don't like to wash anything. First of all, you don't. Mm-mm. yeah uh, that's that's even just bathing in general
2: <laughs> yes that's yeah. that's true you've no, you a, rid that's of a really your good question predictive your protective crust yeah. if you shower
1: <laughs> no, but that's that's a really good question and i think i think i am just sort of clean freaking enough that i would want to but how much is a thing because i don't want to break down you know
0: okay so yeah so that was my oh jeez, what is going on
2: Yes, that was.
0: Perfect time. Is that Rab on the phone? That was, uh,
2: yeah. no, that's. We had to Apple call Rab Android. directly to get the. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, no.
0: The, answer? the the answer to that is, yeah. Wash your stuff. Wash your heart. Show. Why is that? Because there it, it, it's it it has to breathe and so if it gets mucked up with oils that are on your skin or, or in your body or, or some dust that's flying around <laughs> the heart is not going to perform like it should and uh, it might wet i heard it even messes with the DWR you, if you just if you well
2: your it'll your DWR will kind of wear yeah. off quote, on that wear um it'll just become less effective so you can Re- re-energize it,
0: re-energize potentially. But yeah, give it a bath, Reactivate. Reactivate re-activate. Wash it, yeah. And he said like once, I don't know, once a month when you're in use, maybe or something. With well, no. anything in particular did they say well, or just? Uh, that's your Gore-Tex um, and your oh your good Nick your wax good detergent something. like
2: Nick Wax and something Grangers is another really good brand. There are. Something that's kind of designed for it. There's
0: specific soaps for that, um, which you can find at any good outdoor retailer show. More
2: Uh, importantly, how often should you wash your down garments or
0: sleeping bags? Should you wash your down sleeping bag? Because if you get it wet, you know, it doesn't work really. It doesn't keep you insulated. True. But should you wash your down bag? The answer is yes.
2: For about the same reasons. Yeah. It gets. Keep it clean. Oily and doesn't perform as well
0: and if the down gets dirty it doesn't loft as easy yeah, yeah so you wash your down yeah which yeah because i'm kind of nervous about it too it's like ooh, i don't want to mess it up don't want to yep. don't want to wash my brand new jacket i don't what if i screw it up but you need to because it won't work as well if it's dirty
2: and then similar to the rep that we talked to he uses clean long underwear in his sleeping bag Well, that's just good. for sleeping <laughs> oh okay. right yeah just uh, i do the same personally. Um, just a pair of sleeping long underwear helps to keep my bag much cleaner over a long period of time. But also if you're in bear country, you get rid of your smelly clothes and now you're in non-smelly clothes. So do you take t- two clothes.
0: pairs of long underwear if it's cold because you're going to hike in one or s- chill, sit around in one and then you got yeah. one you just you hang out in in your sleeping bag? Yep. Okay. Good to know. Both Oakley and Zeal Optics are releasing new GPS goggles this season. Did
1: you say GPS?
0: GPS goggles this season. Don't get lost sounds on the like mountain. like
1: James Bond. That sounds like James Bondish.
0: Didn't,
2: and then Zeal also has the one with the built-in built-in video cam- camera, video right? camera in the yeah. middle.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Oakley it was just kind of interesting. They decided to partner with Recon Instruments and will be available at. Oh uh, star o stores Apple stores and apple.com
1: O-stores. so you could
0: find the the Oakley uh, GPS goggles on Applecom oh. yeah also if you're a climber uh, wild country is recalling the ropeman threes the ascenders which although Shoot. <laughs> Shoot! At least I'm a world man too, so I'm so good. Yeah, you're good. Although passing all the required CE and EN standards has been found to be below par in some aspects of field work. So, and you won't die, but get it replaced. So, well, I guess you could die if you use it wrong. Don't use it wrong. <laughs> Black Diamond brings ski manufacturing in-house. What right. you say? Sweet. They're going to be manufacturing out of Salt Lake City? No, not so fast. Uh, Black Diamond Inc., a leading global provider of outdoor recreation equipment and active lifestyle products, they've established a wholly owned ski manufacturing factory at its Black Diamond Equipment Asia operations in Zhuabai, China. Zhuhai. Zhuhai or Huhai, China? It's Hoo-hai. Z H U H A I. China. The all new forty three thousand square foot state of the art factory ski factory has begun to produce samples for Black Diamonds twenty thirteen fourteen ski line, incorporating new manufacturing processes that are expected to allow for significant performance enhancements and a higher level of quality control.
2: But how are they doing on their green? I
0: don't know, they're still in China. That's true. Which a lot I guess I guess a lot of people are, but What's the change then? They rather than yeah, it's in house. So it's is all Americans running it, or you know, that's, yeah. I, I have no idea what that means. It's a good question. Huh. It says it's in now in house, but it's in China.
2: Maybe they've reformulated. Okay, here's a, a quote.
0: Uh, our decision to bring the Black Diamond Ski Manufacturing in-house represents a significant expansion of all manufacturing footprint, our manufacturing footprint and demonstrates our commitment to the category and passion for the ski sports we serve, said Peter Metcalf, president and CEO of Black Diamond. We'll talk about Peter Metcalf here in a minute, too. We already manufacture approximately 30 to 35% of our proprietary products in-house. So we are confident in our capabilities. We believe ski manufacturing will allow us to be more responsive to our customers while maintaining a co- competitive pricing position and equally important, sustain, if not improve, the highest level of quality and performance. So,
1: oh, so what it is too, I'll bet, is the fact that a lot of these companies, they, they have like a buckle of theirs made in one factory and then a patch made in a different factory and then like a, a something else in another factory and then they're all made Rather than doing that, maybe they do all of their own. I
2: don't know. I don't know. That's kind of what it seems like. They've yeah. just kind of taken over the, the manufacturing process from somebody else and brought yeah. it yeah. in-house. In-house, well, yeah. It, you know, it would be really cool to talk to Peter like over the phone or in studio one day.
0: Yeah, would you make that happen, please? I've been waiting for you to get a hold of it. Why didn't you? Ask? You guys have been friends for years. Why like, didn't I, you I, ask? A, this is me asking. Call your friend Pete. Did
2: I you? I will okay. give him a call.
0: <laughs> All right, jeez, it's been long enough. Uh 2 is partnered with Woolrich, and yes, it is a plaid uh-huh. carry bag thing. Yeah, whatever. Uh, it's to
2: Soak up the water, though.
0: What's that, Todd? Is it wool? Uh, it looks wool. It's pla- It's red and black plaid. Um, so Timbuktu, they're the San Francisco-based manufacturer, uh, announces a collaboration with Woolrich to launch a limited ed- edition, made in America, collection of classic durable messenger bags and packs featuring Woolrich Fabrics, chosen specifically for the line, Timbuktu introduces three styles, all handmade, in Timbuktu's manufacturing facility in San Fran. The Timbuktu Woolrich Made in America collection will be available on October 29th at Timbuktu.com. They're available now. That's cool. That's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just in time for the holiday shopping season. Born and bred in 1989 in San Francisco garage by a bike messenger named Rob Honeycutt with old sewing machines, Timbuktu has been building bags and accessories for urban adventures with with a simple philosophy uh, they create good-looking, durable bags. Consumers can truly make their own. So,
1: yeah, oh, they do. I bought my first Timbuk2 years ago. They're rad. And they you they, can, they make great bags.
2: You can customize your own bags on their website. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. The original,
0: yeah. so they're doing the t- Timbuk2 Classic Messenger, the original T2 workhorse available in a classic three-panel look in two-color ways using genuine wool-rich red plaid with gray tweed wool. And a new school multicolor stripe with gray waxed canvas. Okay, that's
1: cool. I think I would get one of
0: those. Yeah. I like wax. It's good the they look. Do they look cool. Oh no, it's really good looking. Yes, it is. It's sharp, yeah. sharp looking back. So if you're into uh, American made products, if you're into you know either one of those two co- brands, Woolrich's been around forever, and Timbuktu. You
1: never. know how much I love to hear that. Is the collaborations when those big co- companies come together on a yep. project? That's so cool. That's a great idea.
0: Uh, Ride Snowboards, apparently they had a good line this year because they're winning some awards here for 2013. You know they're all about having fun. Ride. Ride.
1: (laughs) As opposed to the other ski companies.
2: They're they're not for fun at all.
0: Good news about... uh, Not about having fun. Uh, Complete Snowboard Accessory and Apparel Manufacturer... That's Ride, we're talking... It meshes good times with technology and innovation, was recognized by the industry peers for producing award-winning 2013 products, an acknowledgement that only helps it move the needle higher for the... Oh, on the fun meter. Wow. Wow. Uh, Nicely done, writer. Nicely
1: done. We're
0: skipping that one. How to run simple. Who here's a runner? Runners. I run. I do know how. Yeah, well, your brother ran a few marathons. Yes, he has. I think you got it in you, Todd. Yeah. Oh, I I probably do. It's just a matter
1: of doing what want to. Yeah. I think <laughs> so one day.
0: So there's a new book called Run Simple. Interesting book. It's a minimalist approach to fitness and well-being. <laughs> uh, I would think
1: of running as like the most simple activity, but it's not. You I'm
0: would not you that. would be surprised at how complicated people make it cuz they're like, "Oh, <laughs> I have a marathon coming up. What are my splits? What should I eat? What how should I train point, should I do yeah. you know my fart looks should I do just because you could say that on the radio should, should I train you know my weightlifting or not i mean it could they get over they over it and his point basically in the book is what are you why are we overcomplicating running because like you said Todd it should be easy right so uh i run far i run they have a book review on it so you can read it yourself at uh, irunfar.com and see what you think. But he's got some bullet points on here. It kind of sums up the, the what the author was saying. He says it's the first step. The first step to to running simple is to recognize that the power to be a better runner rests within our anatomy and not within something we purchase. So it's not your garment that's going to make you a better runner. It's not your shoes, your pack, or whatever. It's the human anatomy and, and getting to know it. And the more you run, the more you'll understand your own body, and the better you'll be able to react to it and train. So. I disagree. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Coming from Mr. Runner over here. I think anybody who
1: sells running equipment
0: of any kind disagrees, exactly. Well, yeah, ask, ask uh, Gear Junkie how many 5Ks, 10Ks, ks When your shoes 80Ks.
2: look really nice and, oh, and some of them look really <laughs> sleek and are lightweight, they make you run faster.
1: Plus, oh, okay. they,
0: plus they get the lead. Like the right
1: shoe in basketball. Absolutely. Yeah.
2: Exactly. Make jump higher. Yep.
0: Absolutely. Point number two, the human body generates much feedback when we run. If we listen to these signals instead of using technology <laughs> to mask and ignore them, we become more intuitive runners. You guys okay. are overcomplicating this. Bullet point three, a simplified running schedule can generate better results because it may allow you to run a more consist- more consistently and without injury. Uh, next bullet point: Runners should do a couple uh, extra non-running exercises to address muscle imbalance generated by running and to keep the core strong. But these exercises don't need to be done in a gym. In other words, you don't have to go kill yourself to be a better runner. You, um, just do just do some yoga, something outside of, of running. Also, eat a clean diet. No stuff that's really too bad for you. Um, fruit, vegetables, high protein. Don't make it complicated. Also, you don't... Now, here you go, James. You don't need expensive running gadgets and clothing. Again, these are perfectly good options without an exorbitant price... There are perfectly good options, excuse me, without an exorbitant price tag.
2: Like what? How... I need that $600 watch.
0: To run? Yes. To... It tracks my everything. If, if we could drop a cougar in here right now, have, <laughs> have it have to chase cougars. James around. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> that that wouldn't work.
1: But without the GPS in that watch, how on earth do you know it, how to get back home afterwards? Yeah. yeah,
0: exactly. Well, I didn't think
2: about that. And then it probably plays your Pandora while you're running <laughs> and everything.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Invest intellectually in race day. Plan for its details so that your race stays simple. And finally... Try not to play head games. A runner is a runner is a runner, and you are one. Such wisdom. Yes. This guy wrote a book on this. Yeah, simplify your running. Uh, then the the author of this blog has some comments too.
1: I hope that it spurs a whole line of books with like every activity is essentially simple.
0: Yes, yes. Uh, reading, you can overcomplicate reading. Uh, believe it yeah. or not. Yeah. So. Anyway. I try not to overcomplicate reading. More than I refer- And then I tried to get this video to play earlier and it didn't play. So I'll, maybe we'll save it for next week. But uh, the jo- the boys at Jones Snowboards, they have a... And, and they teamed up with GoPro. They did a functional strength training. It's functional training for snowboard and skiing season. And it has... James, you like this. Look, look at this picture. Here. We're doing, uh, what do you ever call that? It's the imbalanced, one-legged... What do you call that? It's... Plywood on an unstable Ply- surface. Yeah. Well, what's the, what's the exercise there?
2: That's what we call a single leg stance. Single leg squat? I don't know if he's squatting.
0: Lunge? Lunge? I don't know what he's doing. But it's cool. Yeah. It looks oh, like
2: it. looks like a single leg Bulgarian squat on a unstable platform.
0: I think he nailed it. Yeah. I think he nailed it. Yeah. That's what it is. Uh, in the final... Those work real all good. This is all good radio,
1: gentlemen.
0: On the fi- Thank you. On the final... Well, I was going to play the video. Uh, <laughs> f- My Land segment, we were talking about uh, the Black Diamond or, a little bit earlier. Now, Black Diamond, along with the coalition of over 80 snow sports and outdoor brands, organizations, and local Utah businesses today, which was a couple days ago, announced its formal united opposition to Utah Ski Link. A proposed gondola that would connect Canyons Resort to Park City with Solitude Mountain Resort in Big Cottonwood Canyon. Ski Link, they say, quote, Ski Link threatens our precious watershed and shuts out the interests of the multitude of existing stakeholders involved, end quote. Black Diamond CEO Peter Metcalf said the industry is against Ski Link, but in favor of a more sustainable and true Wasatch wide transportation solutions that benefit. All ski areas and the entire community, which I have no idea what that type of transportation would be, unless you're boot packing,
2: or which is fine. Yeah, you know that might be what we need because we're kind of a fat people.
0: Speak for yourself over there.
2: Hey, I'm winterizing my body. Okay, I'm Quote, bulking up.
0: <laughs> I need to do more of that. Quote of the week: A climber's day always starts at the crux. Getting out of bed, bump bump bum. Author unknown. Look for us on Facebook, Twitter, iTunes, and Og.dooradventure.com. Actually, we've been podcasting at Gear30 now for a while, so you can check us out at gear30.com as well. And Todd, at the top, when you get in town, I got to figure out how to get the Gear30 working on iTunes because I can't figure it out. I got the Ogdor Adventure one working, but the Gear30 one—I don't know what to do. I'm
1: excited. We'll figure it out. You
2: guys with your computers
1: and stuff. We
0: will see you what next week.
1: Oh, I'll be there. I'll okay. be there in a matter of days. I'll be, I'll be there. I'll
0: be
2: there. Or I'll be square.
0: So I have some MGMT, We Were Promised Jetpacks, AWOL Nation, Kings of Leon. I'm taking requests. Kings, Kings. You want oh, some Kings? Yeah. Okay, it's a little radioactive. Do any bin folds? No. Mm. No bin fold. Sorry. Um, management. Thank you for listening to The Ogden Outdoor Adventures Show On KWCR 881 Weber FM Ogden's radio station Until next time Parting words I will see
2: you soon okay. Play safe out there kids
0: Play safe out there kids We'll leave you with some Kings and Leon Come around sundown